Well, hi, folks, and welcome to this episode of Industry Insights. In this podcast, we've delved into the archive, and we're going to speak to Jem Schofield of the C47.com. Jem uh, and I have started communicating on Twitter about two years ago. Jem is also an educator um, based in New Jersey, and Jem we caught up with uh, downtown New York, where he was finishing up a three-day shoot uh, creating content for Canon on the C300. So we talked to Jem as he's wrapped the shoot and has just cracked open a beer and we ask him about what he's been doing and we talk a bit about you know camera formats and you know the importance of well the, the importance of choosing the right format but also the, the, the vast array of choices that we now have as content creators. And we touch a lot of, on the um, the large sensors. So dig into the podcast here. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Rode Microphones, who supply our studio microphones. Once again, this interview was recorded just on a Zoom with no external mic, so please excuse the audio quality. I promise that as we go on with these, we will be using some uh, some better mics to get the sound quality up. But I think the information is really good here. So uh, thanks very much, folks, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. So uh, this 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 episode of <laughs> Industry Insights is actually really digging into the alcoholic side of this business, which is a dangerous dangerous territory. But listen, just before we delve into more beer talk, what have you been doing here the last couple of days? Well, we just wrapped uh, three days of production. We had a pre-light day, and then three days of production on these ten videos for Canon for the C three hundred really workflow videos. People who are going in and renting this camera or buying the camera and they want to get up to speed right away um, and just get out there and start shooting. So some pretty cool stuff, you know, setting up custom pictures, uh, working with the gamma settings in the camera system, you know, digging a little bit deeper and a little bit geekier than I did with the videos I did for them last year on the DSLRs and the XF series of cameras. It's a, it's a very powerful filmmaking tool, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think we're seeing a lot of that from a lot of the camera systems. Uh, C300, you know, the just announced C100, which will be an interesting little camera. And then, of course, the stuff that's happening from Sony and also from Blackmagic. Um, you know, we've got uh, I think new players coming in. We've got that digital Bolex coming to the market soon too. And so I think it's a pretty exciting time and the fact that you can go out and buy an NEX, you know, point and shoot camera with an APS-C sensor. So it's not really a point and shoot anymore. It really becomes, you know, the, one of these evil cameras that they call, you know, electronic viewfinder interchangeable lens system cameras. And it couldn't be a better time for us as content creators and filmmakers. I mean, there really is something for every budget now, isn't there? I mean, the whole DSLR revolution kicked it off, but actually Sony and then Canon were, were, were quick to respond with full frame. Uh, well, I say full frame, I mean, they've got to be watched what I say here because in our world where we grew up on one third and two third inch camcorders, mm. you know, Super 35 APS-C is a huge frame. Huge. But some of the guys who sort of only started getting into filmmaking with the 5D Mark II now think that, that full frame should be full frame still 35, which is always a bit frustrating. I read something the other day about some comments on Twitter, I think, with people saying, oh, it's a deal breaker for me that the Black Magic camera's only this got this cropped sensor. But 
interestingly, another perspective is when I, we spoke to John Brawley on this podcast a few weeks ago, I asked him the same question. He said he's come from a Super 16 background, Absolutely. so it's, it's just not, yeah. it's not an issue. No, it's not at all. And I mean, tons of people have made tons of films on Super 16. Um, people have made a lot of films on 8mm, Super 8. Um, so it's pretty fascinating. And it's funny that you said that about the full frame and people coming in with a Canon you know, 5D Mark II. I was just talking to you know, one of my DPs and he was saying that he still prefers a crop sensor camera because he wants a field of view that is, you know, is like a Super 35 camera. And so he doesn't want a full frame camera. So it's pretty interesting how that, you know, how that's happening right now. I think that, you know, a lot of the um, things that we hear of is, is this kind of, and I suppose, you know, Twitter's only a tiny slice of, of the filmmaking world. And I think a lot of times, I don't want to sound down on Twitter because I'm not, it just, I think there's a lot of noise on Twitter and it's like, it's become the new forum. Right. It's almost like where anyone with an opinion is going to tell you and, and I love the phrase brain fart, whatever opinion that might be. And it, it frustrates me that I, I read people considering discounting a complete camera system because of one aspect that in practice isn't such a big deal because unless you're shooting in a room that we're in this now which is about 10 feet square right. and you want to see everything then of course you need a super wide lens yeah. but unless you're doing property television there are very few circumstances where you can't move the camera further back or be more creative about how you frame your shots what, what's your kind of take on this whole you know this this reference to full frame because for me full frame is super 35 millimeter that's sure. that's what movies are made from well that's sort of our standard that was settled on and uh you know it's pretty interesting to me because it, it also has to do with the type of shooter that you are or what you like to see in your lens and i happen to not be the type of person that goes for wide lenses a lot and i tend to hang out more in that normal to longer range of the lens so for me it's pretty easy to put a lens onto even a black magic camera with that crop factor of about 2.3 and still get what I'm looking for from a compositional standpoint. Now there are times when we're establishing shots and we're doing certain things, especially in narrative, where we do need those wide shots. But you touched upon a really important point, which is that move the camera. And, uh, you know, we tend to use zoom lenses most of the time as variable primes. So I think that we think in terms of using a prime lens maybe a lot more than certain people do. Um, but we also, you know, we do and a lot of other people forget to move the camera sometimes, you know, and that's, uh, that's a very powerful way to, you know, to change your composition. So it doesn't bother me at all. And I don't think that it's a, a one-size-fits-all type of situation. Do we have a problem shooting HD video or taking pictures with our iPhones? We don't have a problem doing that. And look at the size of the sensor that's inside of that camera. Um, so it's just, you know, we're supposed to just be making, you know, content. We're supposed to be I creating think what, things. What's, what's, what's really cool and what's exciting is that, like, I, I mean, I'm blown away by the amount of choice available now. Yeah. I mean, there are so there is nothing stopping anybody. You know, filmmaking used to be something that was for the elite, that you had to scrape together all these resources for free, pull in favors, get short ends of film, beg, borrow, and steal to get tele cine time and processing time. Now you can shoot on your iPhone. Right. I mean, you really can, and right. and I believe that. In fact, I'm been in New York this week, and I I purposely didn't bring any gear with me 
Yeah. I was supposed to have the Blackmagic camera, but it didn't arrive in time, and so I bought a couple of lenses for my iPhone, and I've been just shooting iPhone. And I've, it's been really liberating. I've just I've been all over New York just shooting iPhone pictures. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy, and it's the phone that's in my pocket. Well, you know, Dan Chung from DSLR News Shooter, yeah. he actually just shot the Olympics only on iPhones. He did. It, and it's so it's pretty amazing. You know? It's just it's just so cool to have this power in your pocket. Yeah. There's a, there's a slogan, power in your pocket. Power in your pocket. Indeed, indeed. So when can we expect to see these uh, tutorial videos from the C300? Well, we never know when a company is going to roll them out. I think from a post standpoint that we'll probably be working on these videos for the better part of a month or so. So I hope that they start rolling out sometime in October and get started, uh, you know, get uploaded to Canon's website. They'll be on the Digital Learning Center website of Canon. And, uh, and that's where my other videos are. And I think it's great doing projects like this, you know, it, it's great for me because it's a combination of education and also being a producer and creating content. So a lot of fun when we do this. And I get to work with some great guys here who I've worked with for a long time. So uh, what could be better than you know creating content? It beats working for a living. I agree with you, uh, a million percent. Well, Jim, I know you've got some other things to do, so we'll pause it there. But thanks for your time, and we'll hope to speak, uh, speak to you again soon on the uh, Industry Insights podcast. Thanks, Dan.